0: Today on Talkin' Hockey, we're going to talk about how the trade deadline has come and gone, and we can look at the Winnipeg Jets now and say, eh, this is us. We're going to talk ebug. We'll also talk about the Vintage Hockey Hair Player of the Week and the local legend.
1: And Tommy is going to wear the pants of the NHL brass and try and fix
0: the injury problem. It won't be easy, but I'll do it. Let's get into her. Here's Lemieux, the center penalty coming up. all right all right hello hockey fans welcome back for another episode of talking hockey the hockey talking show this is season two episode 17 we've missed you we took a little bit of time off it's co-host tom here with you and i have got with me as always co-host randy bobandy we uh we were kind of on the uh, ir i think maybe yeah for... just like the rest of the league yeah which we Ooh. will get into
1: sick little tease Oh, <laughs> well, I get yeah, it. Yeah, we're back.
0: Yeah, nice. And um yeah, we we are back and and we're excited to talk some hockey with you uh dear listeners. Um you're tuned in either via umfm.com uh or Apple Podcasts. And uh coming <clears throat> soon probably if the intern can figure it out uh Spotify. So then we'll just be able to say on all your favorite podcast devices. Uh, that's the goal. Cool. How is that intern doing? Oh, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, no. he's late
1: for work again. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I think we're looking for a new intern. Um, yeah. Anyway, so th- this episode... Um, so Randy, you were away and I was sick and there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on. And, uh, you know... I it's it's kind of fun to be back in the bunker like it's been a, it feels like it's been a while
1: it's been a while but you know there's also you know the uh, value to that is that we've got a lot to talk about we do a lot yeah. a lot has happened since yeah. our last episode which uh looking back on it i kind of listened to a little bit of it today and uh you know like i said it feels like it was ages ago so uh yeah yeah, there's a lot of new news yeah exactly a couple new players for the jets some some guys trading jerseys across the league yeah and uh yeah
0: a few few of those yeah and um so today i went to every beer store in the city and they're all sold out of craft beer oh i hate when that happens (laughs) like everywhere (laughs) So I I went with a little brewery that perhaps you've heard of. Uh, It's called Molson. And this is... um, Oh, is it new? (laughs) And and this is a a beer uh, called Old Style Pilsner, uh, Saskatchewan's favorite. And they've been so kind in Saskatchewan to share it with the rest of the nation. And so, um, you know, it's one of the most celebrated uh, cans in Canadian beer. Uh, there's a lot going on there. Um, legend has it there's like a, I don't know, like there's bunny rabbits that you can find. Apparently, or I
1: think they're they're kind of easier to find on the case. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but the, I think one of the best things about this can is the fact that it says total satisfaction guaranteed on the bottom, and then yeah. there's a phone number. Yeah. So if you,
0: if you don't like it, you're just like 1-800-MOLSON-1. Maybe we should phone them one episode. They can be yeah. the
1: caress cold call.
0: <laughs> just customer service, like you're on And Ford. we'll ask them a question, like, yeah.
1: should Nikolai Ehlers be taking slap shots in penalty? Or in you're like, Sir, pe- do, do
0: you have a problem with your Pilsner? Or uh, No, no, ma'am, the Pilsner's great. Uh, anyway, let's, let's cool. crack these and um, quench our thirst. Oh, they've little, been shaken, not stirred. Yeah, a little bit foamy. I ran here with them in my backpack. Um, so this is kind of the classic um, post hockey beer. I know. So on our on our rec league hockey team, we all take turns bringing beer, and um, whenever it's my turn, this is this is what I go with. Um, what's what's your go to?
1: What is my go to? I think maybe Original Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Classic. Oh, or NPBR. Yeah, I just kind of go to with a section where all the 15 packs are. Yeah, 15 is usually a safe bet. Sometimes it's like there should have been like more, and sometimes it's like there's still four left. Yeah, so it's hit and miss, but usually the 15 is a good choice. And I'm pretty sure I did PBR and original 16. Okay. This year, Uh,
0: most recently we had Rolling Rock. Uh, Oh yeah, that's a good one. yeah. Yeah. Any, basically anything uh, you know that's gonna just tr- taste like water, and just crush <laughs> crush them. Yeah, so celebrate a victory. So Caress of Steel coming off two straight victories right now. So oh, two straight dubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unlike our Winnipeg Jets, of course, uh, who are now three straight losses. Although they did get a point in Washington last night. So tonight is Wednesday. February 26th, Um, and the uh, Jets play the Capitals again tomorrow night, but um, I think we should sort of talk about the Jets a little bit here and just kind of say, you know what? The trade deadline is come and gone, and and we're going to talk about the trade deadline league-wide, I guess, uh, in a minute, but first of all, let's focus on the Jets here. So the trade deadline, it's come and gone we can now look at the Winnipeg Jets and say, this is, this is us just like the, the amazing television show. This is us. Um, it's, it's all about, you know, realizing who you are. And, uh, right now I think we can see who the Jets are and and who are they? You know, that's been the question all season. (laughs) Who are they? They're the, you know, what is their identity? Um, you know they're a ragtag group of guys. I think that they're a tight group. Are they? The... It,
1: it seems like they enjoy each other's company. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which which is important. You want to have that. Like I yeah. think you could look at other teams, and and get a sense that maybe they're not as tight. Like I think I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and I'm like they seem dysfunctional. But you look at Winnipeg and it's like yeah. There's dysfunction, but it's not because of... It's the, functional dysfunction? Yeah, it's not like the group that's dysfunctional. It's it's all the yeah, extra the, stuff. The it, injuries, there there
1: the... seems to be... Actually, also, this kind of uh, triggered something for me. Did Paul Maurice's... Are you triggered? Si- no, I'm not. <laughs> um, but did Paul Maurice's uh, signing probably happen in our layoff here? Like when they Ugh. re-signed him for three years th- or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, he got a new contract
0: extension. I have a feeling that we haven't talked about that on the show yet. No, I don't think we have. And when did that mm. go down? That was, it wasn't too long ago, but man. Like, yeah, time's been either just flying or crawling. I'm yeah. not sure which. I
1: think we haven't really talked about that. So, in a way, you are right. This is us. This yeah. is, this is um, the team and the staff that I guess are taking the Jets... Into the next couple seasons,
0: yeah. Uh, do do you think? I mean, I think in the off season there there will be some moves made because Chevy, in his uh, post trade deadline day uh, media spiel, I think he I, I I read a quote somewhere that he said, you know, there were conversations that were had. The, the timing and stuff wasn't right right now, but maybe those are conversations we can revisit in the future, which I read to mean <clears throat> this summer, maybe there's a bigger move coming.
1: Uh, you know what? I, I would th- say that if the Jets are happy with Chevy mm. and they're clearly happy with Paul Maurice because they just signed him. Give him a new contract. If if you kind of think of it as like a three point triangle, you got your GM, you got your coach, and you got your core. Yeah. And I think that if they're happy with those first two, I think maybe there might be a change coming to the core.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can... That's what I
1: would think. And, and like in, I don't know. It's not like this season. I guess you could say it's not like it was a complete disaster.
0: No, I wouldn't call it a write off. They're very much in the playoff hunt. They're tied with, so the. Th- The right now, the wild card positions are Calgary and uh, Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Nashville's got 70 points. The Jets have 70 points, but Nashville's got fewer games played. Yeah. Excuse me. And uh, Arizona is either 69 or 70 points, but maybe more games played than the Jets. Right.
1: I also noticed that the Jets play Arizona the last game of the season. That will be an important game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so let's focus. So yeah. let's let's talk players first. Okay. So um, all the trades have happened. This is the Jets on the ice. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What do you? How do you feel about this group?
0: Well, watching their last couple games, I was like, oh, I don't like. I want to believe, but I'm, it's so hard to believe because they start their games so slowly it seems like nine games in a row now they've given up the opening goal and so they're just dig themselves a hole and then as we saw against Washington last night they dug out of it but it was you know to to get the single point but had they not spotted Washington a three nothing lead by like and two of them like right off the hop it's like hey maybe they could have won that game but like yeah I guess just like what I think of the the jets as as they are is like, you know they're like not a complete team, yeah, like they're they're just they they used to have depth, but the depth is now the front line, and there's not much depth behind that because like of all the sort of as we know, the bufflin situation, the guys who all left on free agency or were traded. Like, oh, well, I think you could cancel out the Truba trade because Pionk has been really good. So, like, I don't think that you necessarily miss Truba, But, like, the free agent guys who left and then Bufflin leaving, there's just been... So the people who were the depth behind them now, they're the front line and there's no depth behind them. And then everybody's been injured right now. There's, like, 10 guys or something who are injured right now on the Jets. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: and, like, the key players being... Brian Little, Adam Lowry. Yeah. Um,
0: well, and Morrissey has been Ma- here the Matthew last Perrault. two. Perot's <clears> out. <throat> um, yeah, and then, and then sort of it goes on. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I just don't. Spisa. Yeah, I, I, Dahlstrom's hurt. and now Where he, did that guy go? Yeah, he's just been, I think he got a broken something or other. Okay. And then now Niku's out, and it's just like it's never ending, right? So. As soon as somebody comes back, it's like, well, take another fella out because, you know, somebody pissed off the hockey gods. And Clearly. The karma is, like, not working our way right now. But
1: Okay, so how about if this is the Jets, and we kind of talked about this pre-show, mm. um, you know, how about where they're lining up?
0: Like, like as far as their lines go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, because it, it seems like Maurice really put the blender uh on 11 lately um you know we had we had uh Blake Wheeler centering the second line um and it, it was a way to maybe spread out some offense or something they won a few games in a row now all of a sudden Wheeler's back on the first line on the wing with Shifley their first game together went really well, but that was against Ottawa, I think. So it's like, right. You know, everything's going to count. Well. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't understand why the blender's been out so much. Um, and to me, it's like, you gotta have that. I think Wheeler's got to go back to the set center, that second line because um, there's nobody else to do it. Like, Andrew Kopp, no offense to him, but he's a third-line player. He doesn't have the offensive vision or ability to play with line A and Connor. Well, and, like, why isn't line A with Shifley on the top line? Like, What like, What
1: happened to that stretch there where, like, Andrew Kopp had,
0: what, three game-winning goals? Yeah, he had a real hot streak. But that was the third line. That was the 2015 line, which was all the rage. So for it was it was Roslovic and... Kopp and Harkins.
1: Okay, but what about Appleton? I thought Appleton. Oh,
0: was it Appleton? Yeah. Yeah, it was.
1: Appleton, Kopp, and Rostovic? Yeah. But so I, like why? Why did that go away? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder if Maurice thought that like putting Shifley and Wheeler back together would get like the boys rolling again, and it just yeah the fire is gone.
0: Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but it, it just seems like there's been some unnecessary blending. The defenses had to be in a blender all year, and that's understandable. Just with the personnel and then the injuries, but up front, I don't know. I don't know why. And now that now Cody Eakin's in the picture, and yeah. it's like he he's obviously Maurice's favorite new toy. He was centering Line A and Ealers in the yeah. game against the Caps last night.
1: Honestly, I think that Adam Lowry injury is probably bigger than you know yeah. it's talked about. Yeah, like he just his presence is his missed, presence sure. is like you can put him or his line out against like a good line, yeah, and then you can kind of give your second line maybe the the, the better matchup like the other team's third or fourth line or something. But yeah, like you just clearly see the lack of depth at center yeah. right now with the Jets being out uh, Lowry and Little. And yeah, sure C- cody Eakin is here, but
0: Well that's why I think putting Wheeler back at center, if you That's got, what I mean, then you can kinda of yeah, get if, some depth back. If you got Shifley at center, then Wheeler at center, and Kopp. then you got cop and then Eakin, you can move Shore to the wing, take Bork out of the lineup. Like poor poor Nick Shore. The guy hasn't scored a point since he became a jet, I don't think. He's got a goal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean like for the life of him, that guy could not get, you know what I mean? He's just, it's like, but he does a good job defensively. So like, he's a guy you can find value in, in the lineup, but like, th-
1: well, I think they we- got to get
0: goals somehow, somewhere. And it seems like it's been a struggle lately aside from that Ottawa game.
1: Yeah. Like say if Nick Shore was centering a fourth line of like, Harkins and Appleton or something, yeah. you know, like then, like that guy would have a shot at, you know,
0: generating something. I think it's been Bork and Appleton now, <clears throat> yeah. but like Appleton was on the and, first line a minute ago. It's, it's like, <laughs> and
1: Harkin, wasn't Harkins? Had, Harkins didn't he have, was, yeah. He had a cup of coffee with Shifley and Wheeler there, and then yeah. I guess
0: he didn't last. Who, who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know. what Like Maurice, um, obviously I, he's a coach and, and I'm just like the guy who's talking hockey, but like sometimes his stubbornness... To play a guy over a certain other guy. I just don't get it.
1: Here's a question. Do you think that this is a bit of like an evaluation period? Do you think that maybe they know they don't have what it takes to win the cup? But it's like, let's see how things work. Let's see what we can do. And then maybe we can like have some... Make you off-season
0: know, moves based on what we can exactly. gather right now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to fight for a playoff spot, whether or not they make it. I think it comes down to the last game against Arizona. You know, but like, yeah, definitely some evaluation going on. Like with Jansen Harkins, do you think he makes the opening day roster next year? I think so.
1: Yeah, because I like next year. I think. Yeah, like some of those guys that brought got brought in on like one year contracts, like Bork and Shore, probably. Like yeah. I have, a, I I doubt that they're back. Right. So then, in Harkins has like a bunch of pro games under his belt. I think he's he's part of that bottom six next yeah. year.
0: Yeah, I'd say he's <clears throat> earned his way now. Because he
1: can also play that. Like, there's some guys that just can't play bottom six. Like Nick Nick Batan is not suited to play. Bottom six, yeah. Because he's not a checker. He's like a he's a playmaker. And if he's not playing, you know, those kind in of those... top six minutes, he's he's not really that helpful for yeah. you on the bottom of your lineup. Because yeah. he needs to be creating plays and stuff like that. Like not like that, you know, playing away from the puck kind of thing. Yeah. I think like the Harkins, from what you've seen of him so far, like the his speed and the way he gets in there and creates chances just on his own. Uh, like, you know, in, in a way, like, not like as good as Brandon Tanev, but like that type of urgency and and aggressiveness to, to the game to get on the puck.
0: I've certainly liked what I've seen from Harkins. He's got a decent shot, too, and he's shown he had a nice assist on Wheeler's goal the other day. <coughs> Excuse me. And and I kind of liked, um, I, I've liked what I've seen from Harkins it's just kind of like where does he fit in in the lineup right now and i think that's maybe just what they're all figuring out
1: and there was that brief period of time where it was roslovic centering appleton and harkins yeah and it did like to to me like roslovic looked like he was like that's where he belonged yeah. he was like you could just see how fast he was he was making plays yeah and it's like, where did that go? Like, I guess maybe that's partly the player because he's not consistently doing that. So then right. they got to change things. But then it's also partly, you know, the blender has come out. And yeah. And like, it's, where it's, do it's, they... It's uh, a smoothie time.
0: Yeah. What, where, like, w- what matchups do they get and stuff? Because I think as third line, you want that third line to be able to play against other teams' top lines and sort of shut them down or at least limit them or whatever. And maybe they weren't getting that job done. And we all know Maurice kind of really loves that. Right. Yeah. So that's what he wants in a third line. I think is he doesn't care about offense from your third line. I don't think, I think he wants it just to be like a brick wall. Yeah.
1: Well, like if you think about the Lowry cop 10 line, it's mm. not like they were scoring tons, but yeah, they get the odd. They one, were like one of the jets best lines.
0: They were usually like a plus in the, uh, in the in the whatevers, uh, speaking of pluses, I think Nathan Beaulieu leads the team in plus minus.
1: I think it. I just saw a stat where it's yeah. like the players with the most points, but the highest minus, and I think Mark Shifley was in there. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk a bit more of the Jets' playoff chances, or aspirations in the third period okay but let's talk now about we haven't really mentioned them But the two brand new guys wearing yeah. jets jerseys a couple
0: new acquisitions number 12 dylan Demello.
1: there's a sick number
0: yeah 12 you like that one well pretty good again isn't it yeah that's iggy for sure uh lots of number 12s through the years aaron levier yeah aggressive <laughs> <laughs> steel uh winger aaron levier number 12 um, yeah. And then, uh, wearing number 20, uh, Cody Eakin, he of Winnipeg fame. Um, I'm not sure which, uh, like which neighborhood, which he's from. neighborhood. But. I don't know. I don't know either. However, a coworker told me, um, there's a little birdie out there saying that perhaps he requested a trade back here because his wife or girlfriend or whatever is pregnant. And w- so we wanted, you know, to be around family or something. Cause his, his, uh, partners from here as well.
1: Okay. Well, that's interesting. Cause the jets actually made a deal with Vegas Yeah, and Vegas was the team. Although, yeah. you know, there's the Kelly McCrimmon connection there. He's a yeah. Brandon Weeking former, you know, GM and, and owner and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it'll be very tough Tough to let go of the fact that Vegas took Stasny from us. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. But, uh, you know, th-
1: you always go where the grass is greener, a.k.a. E- where there's more money.
0: Exactly. And and so Eakin and DeMello are both unrestricted free agents at the end of this year, I believe. I
1: think DeMello is RFA.
0: Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. But um, so I, I think there's there's decent chance of re-signing Eakin should the Jets want to. Based on a gut feeling. <laughs> okay, so
1: you've seen Cody Eakin play two games so far. Yeah, I I wasn't able to watch those games. Yeah, you, give me give me the give me the rundown.
0: Yeah, my impression is yeah he's you're gonna... the you're the head of scouting here at Talking Hockey. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, do you want me to do my best Craig Button impression? Oh uh, yeah, that's a lot of yelling, and I don't really feel like yelling. So, but um he so Eakin has a dirty little mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um but he's he's um he's known as being a a grinder, I think. So last year he had 22 goals. This year he's only got four or five. So his numbers are down. But I don't think like I I wouldn't uh say that's why the Jets got him for goals. You know, I think they got him because he's got that reputation as a guy who can kill penalties and a guy who can win face-offs and a guy who can do things right on the defensive zone. And they just don't really have that right now. No, with Lowry out. <laughs> exactly. They needed a guy like that. And, and, uh, just in the like two games I've seen. So he was killing a penalty. I forget if it was Buffalo or Washington and he batted a puck out of the air and then took off down the ice and, and, if he had more foot speed, he probably would have had a breakaway, but um, he's not the fleetest of foot, but he got a good chance off. He ripped a shot and, uh, you know, circled back and made sure he was in a good position to defend again. So, you know, it took a bunch of time off the clock on the PK and that's all that's all the PK is really about. Um, <clears throat> but I've liked what I've seen of him so far and. He ended up getting an assist on Ealer's goal last night in Washington. Um, And, uh, you know, I think that he's a a good hard nosed player. I'm I'm into him. I like it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I got our intern on the phone right now. Yeah. And DeMello is a UFA after this season. Yeah. So looking at the stats that our intern just sent me, if you kind of look at all the UFAs that are on the Jets this year, You've got Bork, you've got Shaw, you've got Shore, you've got Eakin. Those hmm. are all guys that are on expiring UFA contracts. Chances yeah. are none of those guys will be back. Yeah. Maybe Cody Eakin. I, I yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I could see the Jets re-signing a Cody Eakin because like let's theoretically think if everybody's healthy, he could be your fourth line center and and then you maybe your fourth line gets more than five minutes a game as as they have this year. To me, that's one of the Jets' downfalls: is that they're they're not a four line team. I think you have to be, in order to be, a threat.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. In order, like to all, be... all the good teams, you look, you look at Saint Louis, Pittsburgh, Washington, Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, all these guys—they're
0: yeah. all four line teams. Yeah. And two years mm-hmm. ago, or whatever it was, when the Jets had their run to the Western Finals, they they were a four line.
1: Like their fourth line was Little Perot, and Rosslevic. Yeah. Yeah. So. So actually going, looking at the D now, next year, Kulikov or th- yeah, like.
0: This is Cooley's last year of his deal, right? Yeah. His uh, UFA.
1: Nasty Nate, Dylan DeMello, and Anthony Boteto are all on expiring UFA contracts.
0: Look, as much as I love Tony Potato, I'd just uh, just say like, smell you later, buddy. But I could see Nate Beaulieu getting uh, maybe a two-year deal from the Jets. The you only, know, to the, keep only him around?
1: the only jets on contract right now for defense are Morrissey, Pionk, and Puman. I guess you could say yeah. Niku as well. Yeah, but he's uh, injured, so like, he's not on this list.
0: We could we could go into this <clears throat> and like really talk about it, but I think we've got other things we want to cover. But like next year, there's the promise of um, what's his name there, Dylan Zamberg. Samberg, and you got Vili uh, Heinola, right? So, but then you're just, you got more inexperienced guys. And I, to me, that's been the problem.
1: Also, there's that guy, uh, I don't know how you say his name, but Declan Ch-
0: Chisholm. Yeah, yeah. Apparently Ch- he's like tearing up the O. Oh. I saw him play this year there for you go. uh The, uh, the, the director versus... of
1: hockey talk, uh, talk uh, hockey right, yeah. scouting.
0: He's playing for the Peterborough Peets. And there you I go. Saw it sounds it, like
1: he's got Dickinson. a promising future in the yeah. league.
0: My niece was like, I don't like him. He's mean. And I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's uh, let's move on here to talk about uh, just kind of around the league. Do you have a general trade winner from the deadline?
1: Oh, is that part of the first period?
0: Oh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. Is it? Sorry about that. Oh, th- oh we have lots to talk about I here. We, did, we yeah. are. I got to do something here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're way over time. Yeah. But, but, you know, you do your thing and I'll just ramble for a sec. So I think though, like, okay, so let's, let's hit three points here before we hit the Um Let's talk just a bit of a general trade deadline recap, personal, who we each think maybe was a winner from that. We'll talk about Alex Ovechkin. Perhaps you've heard of him. He just hit 700 goals, 701 um, Against the Jets, yeah, and uh, let's talk about the e bug. Um, but yeah, so real quick, like trade deadline, who who's the big winner in your books?
1: In my books, I think it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, I, I in in that reason is because they have been an injury ravaged team all year. Malkin I, was out, Crosby was out, Gensel is out for good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, throughout the whole lineup, they have kind of experienced guys. Um, out think, of the lineup for like a, a, you know, a considerable amount of time. I
0: think goalie is the only position that hasn't yeah. been affected knock on wood.
1: And But at the same time, I think they are, if not in first, they're still fighting Washington for first place in the Metro, which is a pretty tough division this season. And the Penguins have managed to stay in the fight kind of under the next man up mentality. But they go out and they add uh Patrick Marlowe and Connor Sheary who yeah. had and Sheary himself has been riding shotgun with Sidney Crosby for a couple seasons there. You had the Rust Sheary yeah, like and Crosby line for, for a couple seasons. Yeah. And they also added uh, Zucker. Jason, Jason, Zucker. Jason Zucker. Yeah. So I think those like that line alone, Zucker, Marlowe, and Sheary like not that they're playing on a line together <laughs> but if you if they yeah. think of that line on the jets Yeah, like, be that, like oh, that's
0: a second line that's right a pretty
1: there. good line you know and yeah. they just added that to a team full of guys that have like literally like gone to the edge of the world and back for each other yeah. and you got Malkin you got Crosby yeah. and you still got uh Hornquist you got Tanev you know like they just i think they just added to their depth and they now have four lines that can li- literally you know, go up against Boston and Washington. I I
0: look at the Penguins right now as the favorite in the East in my books, I think, and they have been for a lot of the season. I've just, I, I, you know, I like the way that they operate. They're just, I think it was you who was telling me like, even after a win, Sullivan will bag skate them.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) There was a story where the Pengs, the Pens won two in a row. And then the next day, Sullivan put them, put the boys through a bag skate and <laughs> the boys were like, if coach says we're doing a bag skate, we're doing a bag skate. Yeah. Like,
0: Cause you know, Sidney Crosby is the ultimate leader of that team. There's no questioning that. And you know that he's like, he's, his reputation is like the hardest worker oh, in yeah. the NHL. Yeah. So if he's going, you're not gonna. If you're just like Joe Penguin, you're not gonna be like, "Well, I'm gonna sit this one out, oh, boys." Yeah. <laughs> like, no. no and apparently
1: they it. were like fighting each other in the weight room to see who yeah. could like lift the most weights and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think it's just a culture that over there of just like re- really working hard. Yeah. And I think with the fact of adding Zucker, Marlowe, and Shiri, and like uh, with this yeah. Rodriguez guy, like I'm sure it, it adds Is he depth. A defenseman, that guy. I think so. But I just in general though like that's just depth and good ex, good experienced players that they added to their mix. Yeah. And like alongside a team that just won two cups, like they have all this playoff experience, they have two goalies that are going, Tristan Jerry and, and uh,
0: Matt Murray Matt Murray..
1: Yep. Um, I don't know. I think they're
0: looking pretty good. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, <clears throat> they did great on trade deadline week, I guess because Zucker came along a little earlier than the actual deadline day, but, um, yeah, it's hard to make a case against the penguins. You just look at them and think they could, they could take on anybody and have a, in a seven game series, you're, you're like, "Hmm, I don't know. I'd I'd take Pittsburgh for sure. So I think in the East, they're kind of my pick. Um, so who do you, who do you think
1: won the trade deadline?
0: For me, um, like I, I definitely don't disagree with your Pittsburgh thing. But for sake of saying somebody else, I'll, I'll say Carolina. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought they stacked up real nice. They did. They added Vantin. Yeah. Um, who else? Is it? Man, I don't. I should have.
1: Well, they got uh, <laughs> Tro- Trocheck.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a nice move. See, and and then you know. Uh, it was weird that Florida traded him, but honestly they got back Eric Halla and and that Walmart guy and then two other players. So I don't think it was like an unbalanced trade. I think it was actually pretty decent. Um, But like,
1: I also think too, like Carolina is just like a solid team in general. And like you, we could, we'll touch on it a bit more here in a little while with the e-bug, but You can just see how good of a team they are, like that they play as a, like a a unit instead of like, you know, a couple, like a one or two lines that are going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and I think they also got, uh, they did
1: run into some goalie injuries here that uh, now
0: Mirazik and Reimer both hurt. I don't know if it's like long term or anything, but, uh, they, they, just seem to have it going on, you know, they they have the
1: good mojo. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, let me, sorry. I'm just pulling up their recent acquisitions. Yeah. They got Hala. Oh, sorry. That's who they traded. Jesus. I should have really had this pulled up before, (laughs) but, uh, well, did
1: I snake snake your, uh, your pick or what?
0: No, no, I just wasn't prepared. Um, and never, and of course, when you're looking, it's like the website you look at, it's like, it's not giving you what you want to see. Cause I know I'm forgetting who they picked up. They got a defenseman. Who did they get? Um, come on anyway, whatever. I'll just say that I think that the hurricanes did very well for themselves in the, in the trade deadline. Um,
1: I'll find it here. I got it. Yeah they added oh, brady shea
0: right that yeah they got shea from the rangers Trocheck, vanton yeah like i think that those three right there was a nice little something you know what i mean i think the big question now though is their goaltending but i don't think morazic or reimer are long term are they
1: uh, well, I, I guess Mrazic would be potentially concussed from that little
0: run in Yeah, Kyle Clifford ran him over, um, which was that a dirty play?
1: No. If you look at the replay, he was not going for the goalie. He was going for the puck.
0: Yeah. 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 I didn't think it was dirty. Um, I thought actually Mrazic probably should have just got the fuck out of the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. that But that's the chance you take when you do yeah, that. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. So Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Now,
0: now, like Carolina had a lot of magic last year in the playoffs, and I think that they're a team who could get a little bit of magic going again this year. That I'll tell you, and we'll talk about this with the e bug. Let's just talk e bug right now, then. So like, um, the the post game. Oh. That's like, classic. I, yeah. I I got a little weepy, a little yeah. teary eyed. The the and that, then and then Brindamore's speech and stuff and like Rod Brindamore is my favorite coach. I think. Oh yeah, NHL it's right
1: like now. it looks like a group of brothers in there yeah. or something. Yeah, eh? yeah, like our best time. friends.
0: Yeah. So the e bug and I'm sure you know, listener, is the emergency backup goalie. And, and it's it's
1: not a virus that you get on your computer,
0: <laughs> although it could be, but. Uh, Toronto and Carolina this past Saturday on Hockey Night in Canada, big showdown. Then Kyle Clifford, there's a loose puck and and, and Mrazik goes out to play it and Clifford's bearing down on him and just bowls him over. But like we were just said, kind of unintentional. I don't think it was any malicious intent on that, but just incidental contact and the way Mrazik, he was reaching to play it and he just took all of that. And went down like a heap of bricks and, um, the brick, do heaps of bricks go down. I don't know. I, guess. I think so. Yeah. Okay.
1: If there was a heap of them, <laughs> they would probably go down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh. But, um, so yeah, anyway, uh, the Mrazic came into the game because Reimer got injured earlier and I didn't even see what happened to Reimer. I think he must've pulled a groin or I something. I missed that, but I did see R-
1: Reimer in that post game yeah. celebration. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: he's fine. He might've just tweaked his groin or something, some goalie injury, you know? And anyway, so they, in comes uh 42 year old David Ayers, Ayers. And he's a, The famously, the Zamboni driver, the backup, not even the backup, the the occasional practice goalie of the Leafs or whatever, but he's the Zamboni driver for the Marlies, I guess. And, uh, yeah, he's got all the Marlies gear and stuff. And, you know, he used to be a goalie and then he got a, uh, he had to have a kidney transplant from his mom. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then. So then obviously he stopped playing after that, but now, you know, here we are 15 or however, 20 years later, and obviously he's plays some hockey still. And anyway, in he goes and, uh, he looked, uh, he looked shaky at first. at first. Uh, yeah, for sure. But then, you know, he settled in and made some saves they let the first two shots in and all of a sudden it's a four, three game or whatever it was. Yeah. But then Carolina just shut the Leafs down and said, they added two more. Yeah. They added a couple more. And the
1: Leafs just looked like they, they couldn't get anything going Their Their passes were off. Their skating was off. Yeah. They looked. Honestly, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was loving it. And then, uh, I had I, I didn't I, I didn't end up watching the whole thing because I had to go to uh, well we had a Caress of Steel game so I left for that but um, yeah it was pretty awesome so um, but the the resulting from that there's been lots of you know he's making the rounds on the TV talk shows and like he was on like you know in the news in the Tonight UK Show to or no uh,
1: the Late Show with yeah, uh, yeah Colbert yeah
0: and. Uh, you know and then like in the uk like hockey is not a thing that makes the news there but this made the news you it's know ru- that's wild stuff like that so kind of cool and just an awesome story for that guy yeah like how can we you live not in the love dream it? yeah like and then the fact that it just happened against the leafs it's kind of like
1: and it was their own guy
0: yeah and you know except for leafs fans everybody was loving it i think so but a pretty great story and and um i definitely was loving it so i don't know uh i guess the result of all of this aside from the publicity that Ayers has gotten you know like the hurricanes are selling t-shirts whatever with his name and number on the back now and you know part of the proceeds are going to some charity and part are going to him or whatever. that's cool good for him so um uh, i guess the the resulting discussion though which is, I find weird that it didn't happen the last time an emergency goalie had to play, which was Chicago versus Winnipeg Winnipeg, and Scott Foster, the accountant came in and, and shut the, the Jets day. out basically. Yeah. But, uh, now the discussion is like, Oh, that we have to, the, the board of governors uh, is going to talk about this and the, the emergency backup goalie situation and, and how can we fix this and whatever. Um, I didn't realize it was a problem that had to be fixed, but you had some insight on that. What's going on?
1: Well, uh, like I think where the controversy lies, especially in this situation, would, would have been since he is actually on the Maple Leafs payroll, if he would have went in and lost the game for Carolina, I think there would have been like a, a lot more controversy than yeah, there like, is. Oh, did he throw the game? <laughs> yeah, or basically. So I guess the rule if, or the, 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 the change needs to happen eventually as far as like where these emergency backup goalies can come from. And I guess one of the ideas from the league or whatever they want to implement is adding another position on a team where they would always travel with a third goalie. Mm. But that guy would also be... Uh, he would have a, like another role on the team. He's not just, you know, maybe yeah. the days that your starting goalie takes off takes practice you off. He would
0: have to take some practice shot. Yeah. he would be
1: in net in every practice or whatever. But at the same time, if you think about the playoffs, every single team has a third goalie on their roster. So like, if you think about when the Jets were in the playoffs the last two seasons, uh, well, the the year that they went to the Western Conference Finals. Eric Comrie was with the team the whole time, even though the Moose season was, it was over, but he still stayed with the Jets. Why
0: couldn't they then just say like every team can carry three goalies, but only two count against the cap. I guess they could do the dress, you know, and the third goalie is with the team and they'll practice and do whatever, but they don't dress.
1: Yeah. It might be a money thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I guess there's lots of details to be worked out by the, executives and such but here's here's a wicked old uh wicked stat i stole from uh our friends at sportsnet after the um you know the david Ayers, Ayers, uh debut so oldest goalie to win an nhl regular season debut david airs nice is it Ayers or Ayers? I keep saying I'd say Ayers. every time. I think it's Ayers. <laughs> yeah. So he's 42 years and 194 days old. And for the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Maple Leafs, he became the oldest goalie in NHL history to win his regular season debut. Some of the other guys... Uh, Interestingly to note, they're all 1926 or before, (laughs) so it's been a while. But uh, Hugh Lehman of the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Toronto St. Pats when he was 41 years and 21 days. Wow. That was 1926. Burt Lindsay of the Montreal Wanderers beat the Toronto Arenas in 1917 at age 36 and 299 days. And Hal Winkler of the New York Rangers beat the Montreal Maroons in 1926 in his NHL debut at 34 years and 241 days. Interesting to note that three of the oldest goalies to win their debut, their three wins were against Toronto teams. Three different Toronto teams, the Toronto Mm -hmm. Arenas, the Toronto St. Pats, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. There you go. I think, though, that the Maple Leafs came from the arenas, and then they they came from the St. Pats. It's all the same team.
1: Yeah. Uh and I think the Leafs maybe have a game coming up soon where they wear those green pats jerseys. Yeah, the St.
0: Pat's probably St. Patrick's Day. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh anyway, so it's always good to see history being made against the Toronto Maple. Other teams. Yeah. Because as we talked about last episode, the Winnipeg Jets are notoriously posterized. So that means they're the team in the back of the ground of the poster of the guy doing the awesome thing.
1: Yeah, like when Vince Carter dunks on somebody.
0: Yeah, so uh, recent, most recently is uh, Alex Ovechkin, although he, he didn't get his 700th against the Jets. They celebrated his 700th pregame against the Jets last night, and then he scored his 701st. So, Was that the uh, first
1: goal of the game? Did he score the opening it goal?
0: It was indeed the first goal of the game, I believe. Yes. Um,
1: so he got his first goal towards 800 against yeah, the Jets.
0: That's right. Yeah, on the road to 800, because the road to 700's done. But he he. Uh, so the stat is that the Winnipeg Jets slash Atlanta Thrashers fra- franchise is the team that he's scored the most all time against 66 goals or something. I had that stat right here somewhere. It was in the old text message. Yeah. But anyway, he's, he's made a habit of posterizing them. So he's become the second youngest to 700 career goals. And, um, like Wayne was number one, obviously. So if he gets seven more goals, he passes Mike Gartner and he'll be be 7th on the list. So he will do that this season? I think so. He could theoretically pass Esposito. Esposito has 717. I don't think he'll do that this year, but next year if he scores 40 goals, he'll move up all the way to 4th all-time on the list, passing Brett Hall. I think there's a good shot that that happens. There's a good shot that that happens, and then he's 4th, but then he's still got a long way to go to get to 800 which is where gordy Howe is eight to one, yeah, and Waynes at eight ninety four so
1: I would say it's like three seasons to eight hundred,
0: yeah, yeah, Th- yeah, like three seasons with a lot of goals, yeah because <laughs> if he just has a thirty goal season, then it's like you know what I mean it's, yeah
1: it, yeah, and also that kind of might mean he's slowing down, yeah, like
0: yeah. he might not even hit fifty this year he's well, at he's at forty three or something there's what like twelve games left. Uh, the jets have 18 or so. So I would imagine okay. most have at least, oh wait, yeah, know, they have 20, 70 points, 15 yeah. to 20. We'll say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's getting 50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think he's got, I think, I think if, if next year, if by this time next year, if he's number four, if he's passing Brett Hall for number four, then we can talk about him going upwards and onwards. To Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah. But until then, there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of guys in front of them, and a lot of work to do. Hey there, this is Tim Podolsky from Crest of Steel uh, Number Seven. You like talking
1: hockey? I like talking hockey. You're listening to the Talking Hockey Show. Hockey talk, talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Tim, for that little promo there. Uh, so let's talk about our vintage. Well, oh, th- only one sec. Okay.
1: If you're a longtime listener, Tim has been on the show before.
0: That's right, too. Yeah. So, Season one. Yeah. Uh, Tim came on. We did an episode about our favorite hockey movies. Yeah,
1: Tim came to the studio.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, if I can recap that real quickly, favorite hockey movies. Let's see. We had uh, Goon. We had Youngblood, and we had Slapshot. Slapshot. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. That covers all the bases right there, basically. Well, Mighty
1: Ducks won, maybe. I'd throw that in there.
0: <laughs> and we, There was some documentary talk as well, so dig through the archives there and find that one. Um, anyway, so let's uh, talk about our vintage hockey hair player of the week. Uh, we haven't done this in an, in a little while, so it's good to get back on it. And this week, I'd like to make our Vintage Hockey Air Player of the Week the newest member of your Winnipeg Jets. Number 20, Cody Eakin. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, he is known for his greasy mustache. <laughs> well, it's, and his mullet. Yeah, well, that's second for sure that I was going to mention was his mullet. Like I think that he like that's on purpose, right? Oh yeah. Like he's, he's not just like, this is what fits under my helmet. That's like, he's like, this is, this is what I need to do as a pro hockey player. I need to give the people what they want. They want hockey hair.
1: They, they, they're dying for
0: it. So he's very well known in hockey circles as having like that look. And I appreciate it a hundred and ten percent. Uh I, I don't know about you, Randy, but like I find that um there's there's a little bit of a trend these days towards uh giving that old time look. And I appreciate it. Like I think Matthew Perot has has exemplified hockey hair for the Jets for a few years. Um as much as I hate him, Austin Matthews in that stupid mustache, I have to appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he's going over because, like, there. on hockey cards, in, like in in twenty years, when somebody looks at their Austin Matthews hockey card and they're like, "Look at this mustache! <laughs> yeah. How stupid is that?" It's it'll be worth it, and. um
1: how about some of the guys on the Jets this year that are rocking the flow? Yeah. yeah like, like Kyle that. Connor, Blake Wheeler, Mark yeah. Scheifele, they all got the hair. And Absolutely. Line, a got, yeah. they all got the hair coming out of yeah, their helmet. Yeah.
0: And that just shows how fast they can skate. So I think it's all part of the cause. So, so, uh, little tip of the hat to Cody Eakin, the newest member of the Winnipeg Jets, for his, um, greasy salad. It's like a KFC level macaroni salad <laughs> yeah. right there. And, uh, So, so Cody was drafted third in the third round, number 85 overall by Washington. He only ever played 30 games in Washington. And then he went to Dallas. And if you look at the pictures of him in Dallas in his early days, he was a bit clean cut. He's not the Cody Eakin we know and love today.
1: I wonder what happened he crushed a bunch of Pilsner's or what? <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
0: <laughs> Off-season training because he played in Swift Current. So, you know, he knows about oh, Pilsner. Yeah.
1: He went down to the beer vendor. Yeah, he's
0: like, he's like, although in uh, Saskatchewan, it's an off-sale, not a vendor. Oh, okay. So, he's he went down to the off-sale and he said, hey, boys, I need some Snur. And uh, they <laughs> And they, him they hooked him up? They hooked him up. And so, and anyway, the, it just his taste for snur grew into longer hair in the back. And because the party was in the back, and uh, you know, he's uh, strictly business up front, though, with those face offs and stuff, as we were mentioning. He's, he's, uh, and he last year in the playoffs, on a face off, he gave a certain Joe Pavelski a little bit of business, didn't he?
1: And that kind of turned turn the tables.
0: I guess he kind of did, but didn't. No, it was
1: it was really Stasny, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Stasny hit Pavelski as he was going down. Right. Yeah,
0: and then but 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 Eakin was the guy with the penalty. That
1: iconic moment in hockey history. Remember, we had a three way text going on with Yumi and Liam. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's just like are you you watching watching this? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was the craziest uh, hockey game ever. Pretty much the that's the infamous San Jose Sharks comeback. Against Vegas from what five goals down or something, I think it was four
1: one like or something, yeah. and they won five four. Un- unreal, um, oh. you know, in hindsight, I wonder
0: if uh Vegas would have knocked off St. Louis, but who yeah. knows? We'll we, never know. We will never know. But what we do know is that Eakin is now a member of the Winnipeg Jets, so um, you know, he was acquired for like a fifth round pick. No, I don't know, it was like a third or fourth round draft pick, so. Kind of weird that Vegas and Winnipeg would do a trade together, don't you think? Like well, it's, it seems I guess a odd.
1: I guess maybe um, in probably Vegas's position, they probably needed to make some room. Yeah, because uh, they
0: got some acquisitions on the deadline. That, yeah, and
1: I think you know maybe if it, he was that player that you know. He didn't play a lot. I think he was battling some injuries. They're paying him a couple million bucks. They can get yeah. him off the books and they can clear up some space. Yeah. Because they brought in Robin Leonard.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're they're not going to be resigning him <laughs> after the because he's UFA. So, yeah. The, interesting move. Anyway, I, I welcome him here. In Winnipeg it was a and, conditional fourth. Okay. So, if the Jets resign him or make the playoffs, it becomes a third? Correct. Yeah. All right. Look at me! I'm a GM. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, Cody Eakin, our vintage hockey hair player of the week, known for the the party in the back and the business in the front and the the soup strainer on the upper lip. Uh, you can't go wrong with the, those attributes. So Randy, who's our local legend of the week this week?
1: Well, I'm going to kind of go little, you know, a little curveball action here. Okay. Uh, this guy, you know, he's a brand new jet. <laughs> um, just, just kind of came on the team, but you know, he's born from, uh, here in Winnipeg, born here in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess he's probably one of the only, is he, no, I guess you could call Eric Fair, like the hometown boy. Cause he right. played, the, he's the from Winkler ball. and he played for the jets. Like, but I guess this guy's from Winnipeg, so you can call him maybe the first legitimate hometown local legend yeah cody eakin
0: right on (laughs) we've been waiting for a local legend on this team where we advocate for it all the time and here we are so how could we not pick cody eakin as our local legend of the week and vintage hockey our player of the week so double uh,
1: dipper the the two things i want to add here about cody Mm -hmm. i've been i've been on the on the horn here with the with the intern asking like what neighborhood is cody eakin from yeah Uh, The intern has no idea. Right. But
0: if we had to guess, let's just guess. Like nobody can even corroborate this. If you know, write us and let us know.
1: I'm going to guess Charles would.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will say South St. Vital.
1: No, that's a good pick. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I, uh, let's just talk a little, uh, junior hockey here. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he played a, played a few seasons with the Swift current Broncos. His best junior season was 2009, 2010, where he had 91 points in 71 or in 70 games. Nice.
0: Yeah. That's pretty good.
1: And then h- another interesting little junior um
0: he was a minus, he was a minus eight that year well that he had Cody points. come on you gotta
1: back check <laughs> um well let's talk some international hockey so he okay. played world jays he nice, got a silver nice, in 2011 nice. and he's got himself a gold in the world championships so basically when I guess Dallas missed the playoffs yeah he went and played for the team Canada world uh team there
0: the one that's always—it's in like Europe. You—it's yes, always in. Yeah, only once has it not been in Europe, and that one time was 2008. It was in Halifax and Quebec City.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Th- th- this is usually—you know—you can watch your playoff hockey, and then you can watch Team Canada play World Championships during the day. Kind yeah, because it's
0: like the eight-hour yeah. t- or ten-hour time difference. So
1: he but, got himself a gold playing for Canada in 2015 when when nice. they were held in the Czech Republic. Very nice. So yes, like I mentioned, we have finally our first legitimate
0: local legend. I'm pretty excited about it. And that's... uh, He might not be around, but hey. (laughs) Yeah, like he might. Yeah, exactly. He might play all of 20 games for the Jets before that's it. I kind of hope that they re-sign him. Give him a... Like, if you think about it, like, so he's a third or fourth line guy. Like, what do those go for these days?
1: I would assume that he's signing for less because of like this season. Um, you might he might need to sign for less next year to kind of get, work his way back up. Do you happen to have cap friendly open or? Anything? I did have cap friendly open. Yeah, I wonder uh, how much he makes. I can just go back makes. two pages
0: here. I wonder how much he makes. But but yeah, like I mean, if he's a third or fourth line guy, you got to think okay, like three mil max or what? Like, oh, I got it right here, two, Cody Eakin, two mil, two and a half.
1: Cody like, Eakin is making...
0: You think you could find room
1: for... 3.85 a, okay. right now. So you'd think maybe 2.85 next yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you could fit a local legend in for that. I mean, there's going to be, as we previously mentioned, a lot of turnover this summer. I think so.
1: And I think maybe, you know, one day will we have the localist legend of all, Jonathan Taves,
0: That's who I always hope for. I don't know. I mean, uh, wouldn't that be nice?
1: That'd be something I'll say. Eh? Uh, I would love he it. He comes for his little, uh, yeah. you know, his victory lap. Victory lap. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm down for it. So anyway, we'll see. But I don't know. A pretty pretty good little uh, local legend. So the first time hugger. ever,
1: vintage hockey hair and local legend is the same player.
0: Nice. Well, you really done it now, Cody. Let's check in on our digital mailbag. Um, well, we can, we can roll a
1: bit of a clip here okay. because the digital mailbag ties into this clip.
0: Okay. Let's do it. You heard it here first. Carter Hankey, a.k.a. Carter the Car Guy from Caress of Steel, number five forward. You're listening to the Hockey Talking Show. All right. Well, Carter, perhaps if you uh, had ever listened to the show, you'd know it's the Talking Hockey Show. I kid, of course. Uh, you're a great listener, and we appreciate you tuning in all the time and, and giving us feedback. Um, uh, so this is a little digital mailbag from Carter, the car guy. Uh, if you ever need a Toyota and you're in uh, southern Manitoba, go see him, and he'll he'll hook you up. But uh, And also, if you ever need some face-offs, one, or some uh, sweet in tight dangles, uh, get him on the ice because... He's good at those too. So um, last episode, we were talking Henrik and Daniel Sedin. Uh, they had their jerseys retired. Um, it was kind of a two-for-night. There was, you know, uh, the two-for-one, 22 and 33. Up to the rafters they went. And, um, you know, we, we kind of invited people to share their memories or whatever of, of those guys. We had a a couple of our own, I think, but, um, so Carter lived in Vancouver. Perhaps you can speak to this a little better than I can. He's got a bit of a history out there or something.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe Carter, uh, found himself living over on the West coast there. Maybe, uh, drinking some beers, playing some hockey and watching some Canucks games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll just read you Carter's letter here. So, hey guys, thanks for covering the Sedin's Jersey retirement in episode 16 of Talking Hockey. Uh, I totally fucking copy and pasted this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, let's get a cut here.
1: I, no, I think I have, I've got it here. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Something's going on funky with it here.
1: Okay. Uh, let's do this here. Oh, I, what did I do too? I i messed this up too.
0: Yeah. Just, hit, <laughs> hit pause on the thing. We'll come back to this. Clean it up.
1: Oh no, no. Here we go. This is the Sedin moment that all Canucks fans will remember. A no look pass in fourth overtime in the playoffs against Dallas. Clutch goal that Canucks fans will remember forever. I remember where I was when that goal was scored. I was living in Vancouver at the time and I was actually playing hockey at the rink on commercial drive. I think it was called Brit- Britannia Rink or something like that. Most of the guys I played with were big Canucks fans, so we actually had the custodian play the game over the loudspeakers as we were playing. The goal was huge for many reasons, but mostly because it was it sort of let Vancouver Canucks fans know that the Sedin's could contribute in big moments in the playoffs as well. Uh, so he sent the clip, okay, and then uh, he he also mentions in in relation to uh, the 10, the 10 time, he says one more thing, Tom, you're right. It was a $10 bet and 10 only needs 25 goals, not 30 for Tommy to win the big cash payday <laughs> <laughs> of
0: $10. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's awesome. So thank you very much, Carter, for sending that in. Um, uh, it's, uh, I, I like as a Somebody who watched the Sedins from afar, I always kind of admired their ability to just have those no look passes, backhand passes, whatever. Like it just seemed like they were like so in tune, and I I really like the visual that I'm making in my own mind of a bunch of dudes playing hockey and then having a game piped that sounds in amazing the loudspeakers. Yeah. That does sound really cool. Um, Quick little Brandon Tenev check-in. He's got 11 goals on the season so far. Okay, so, well, I think. Stuck at 11. He needs another Hattie or two, and he'll get going. But um, So thanks
1: to Carter for yeah. uh, the digital mailbag. Again, yeah. folks, if you're listening, uh, send us a little message on, on all our little platforms that we have, and you can get on the show one day too.
0: Yeah, for sure. So check out Instagram at Podcast, and then um, you can also email us. At talking hockey pod at gmail.com.
1: Okay, so let's quickly wear the pants so we can get to Sukrums for last call. Let's do it. Cool. Okay, Chami, you are in New York City. You are working Mm. for the NHL Brass. Mm -hmm. Just sauntering up and down Fifth Avenue. Yeah, uh,
0: (laughs) I think their headquarters is on Broadway.
1: I don't know, but it's probably somewhere fancy. Oh, yeah. And you need a pair of fancy pants to go work Mm -hmm. for the NHL. (laughs) Uh, But first... You got to walk by the Apple store and just look at the new phones. Yeah, yeah.
0: Getting that (laughs) iPhone 11 Pro.
1: Okay. So you're done looking at the phone. You got some fancy pants to wear because you just got a job with the NHL. Nice. And you know what problem you're going to fix? Well, no. You're going to fix the injury problem. Okay. Because it seems like there's injuries everywhere. And I can just name two teams right now that seem to be uh, devastated by injuries. Yeah. Our hometown, yeah, Winnipeg Jets, yeah, and the Columbus Brute Blue Jackets, yeah, uh, they are they have fought
0: the injury bug all season. Toronto Maple Leafs fans will be very mad if you at you if you don't mention them as well. well they, they're all banged up. Sorry
1: guys, I'm not going to mention your team because <laughs>
0: everybody else does. Yeah, and the the Pittsburgh Penguins, yeah, so banged yeah. up.
1: So like again, so we've got um, a bunch of injuries on yeah. some teams that you know if they could have stayed healthy
0: Vanco- vancouver's super banged up yeah. right now
1: so you know the first question i pose is like why do you think that these injuries are happening and two um you know after maybe uh collecting your thoughts on and pulling in some stats and some medical charts yeah. from our intern
0: I got a lot of medical charts.
1: Um, you'd be like, okay, well, with this data I've collected, this is what I am going to do to fix the injury problem.
0: Yeah, I'm a very data oriented guy as far <laughs> as solving problems goes. <laughs> um, you explore every single detail. Oh yeah, no stone left unturned. Um, I think, yeah, no, it's crazy. It just seems like right now more than ever. And, and really, it's kind of been post All Star Break is kind of when it all s- started.
1: Well, also All Star Break, you have to think about uh, some of the guys that have missed that or miss or skip the All Star Game because they're Cause, injured because they're
0: banged up yeah. or whatever. Yeah, uh, everyone's favorite Austin Matthews with his nagging wrist injury
1: and his anchorman outfit. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> so uh, I um, hope someone makes a hockey card of that.
1: So we're we're not we're not making up stories out of whatever the saying is. Thin air? I don't know. But I, don't know, I thought it was like out of grade school or something like that. But there seems to be a lot of injuries.
0: It does, yeah. What and do you, what and, do you and have, a lot of big names. Yeah. So,
1: uh, number one, why do you think oh. that there are so many injuries?
0: Yeah. Um, another team that's really banged up, Edmonton. Um, yeah, no, why are there so many injuries? I Personally, I think that it's because there's they play every other night for the most part. There's There should be... Now, this will be the second part of your question. What can we do? But, like, I think that, plain and simple, the reason there are so many injuries is that it's an 82 game season and they basically play every other night. Hockey, if you haven't heard, it's a physical sport. And that's even without getting body checked all the time. You know what I mean? That's just hustling, that's just ex- extending yourself, overextending yourself, or whatever. Like, just sort of the mechanics of the body, like, and uh, now, Hey, these guys are pro athletes. They're in the tip top shape. They're not like beer league guys with a gut, like you and I, well, I like <laughs> I, or whatever, you're a very trim fit, uh, feller there, Randy, but, uh, no, but like, you know, like these are guys that are tip top shape. Um, <clears throat> but like to, to exert yourself like that every second night is insane. And sometimes it's on back-to-back days because of the schedule because they have to fit in, the, you know, the Ringling Brothers Circus at the New York Metropolitan Arena. MSG? <laughs> <laughs> the most famous arena in the world? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's there's reasons, but like... And the, you know what, if you, uh, you know,
1: with that in mind, you know, they have the trainers they have the diet they have the physio they've got all all that all the stuff going on that they never would have had like 15 20 years ago but we're still seeing like some injuries that are holding out players for long
0: periods of time yeah there's they've they've got every resource in the world available to them essentially and yet you know you get and 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 it's not good for the league to have your star players out injured so, like this season alone, we've seen Crosby out for an extended time. McDavid's been out for an extended time. I could probably go Malkin down to was less. out for a while. Malkin yeah. was out. Um, you know, there's there's guys on every team essentially that that have missed time and a lot of it. And some teams have been hurt or hit for whatever reason than others. And I just think that the can the the, the Condensedness is that a word no but like condensation yeah (laughs) but like the schedule of of how it's like every other night yeah from october to march
1: they're pushing them uh, them it's
0: crazy to me it's just too much okay so
1: you have this swanky yeah. Brand new office at the NHL headquarters. I'm, I'm it's good. like right on the corner. Like you're brand new Ooh, a corner. office. Oh yeah. And like, you ever watch Seinfeld? Yeah. You know, like when like George is working on the Penske file <laughs> <laughs> and you're just yeah. playing drums or whatever. You can play drums over, like looking over a central park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, you, but it's like, Oh, it's all like 1115 and you have this meeting with Gary and, and the crew yeah. And you got to take in this plan yeah. about what, what, what can the league do to maybe help allevi- allevi- alleviate, alleviate, yeah. alleviate, uh, this injury problem. You walk in, you got your PowerPoint. Oh, you, like
0: love there's PowerPoint. like,
1: there's music. It's like a uh, crazy train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got star wipes between yeah. <laughs> slides, all kinds of different fancy transitions. So yeah, yeah, you
1: walk in with this PowerPoint and what are the, what are the main points that you're going to make? Honestly, like, just so so you know, you've got two minutes.
0: Yeah. Like I would get all the, all the facts and stats. I'd get spreadsheets. I'd get like doctor reports, all kinds of stuff to back me up here. But essentially the point I'm going to drive home to them is boys, we got to knock about 10 to 15 games off the schedule and they're going to say, but doctor, what about the money? dr westall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about the money and and you know um that's an argument to be made for sure because the league is a business and um you know but i think just for the health of the players and then the health of the game they need to find a way to knock about 10 games off the schedule. And I don't mean shorten it from the end of what's the end of March is the last sort of regular season games. Uh, no, they usually go into the first week of April, first week of April. So I would say leave that like where it is, but then just through the season, take, take a handful of games out of there so that the, that their weekly schedule There's a little more rest and recuperation time between games because, to me, that and and like, you know, if I were ready for my presentation with Gary right now, I would have these numbers in front of me. (laughs) But like to me, it's gotta be that is why the injuries occur because there's just not enough R &R and R time,
1: too much in a short period of time. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's just. But it's, it's going to be an uphill battle to fight that because of the money and the revenue and whatever. But the Players Association, if if it's ever going to... You know, like, if anything's ever going to happen, it's going to be because the Players Association says, like, too many of us are getting hurt and we need to change that. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where I would go with that. That's how you'd fix the problem. I mean, it's... It's maybe not the world's most popular uh, opinion to to fix it that way, but it is kind of what it is because I don't really know why else players would be getting injured so much. Like, do you have any other theories on that or?
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't agree or I wouldn't disagree with your thought, but also I just know that that would... You know they it love seems, making money. Yeah, it yeah. seems
0: unlikely to ever yeah. happen.
1: But and it, it 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 does like even if you think about Sidney Crosby and the amount of games that he's missed, and if he hadn't have missed all that time,
0: he'd be how many uh, points? would oh, he'd, he'd be, be leading yeah. the scoring race. I'm but sure, we've got right?
1: twenty seconds to throw this song. This okay. song is called Hockey Dad. No, the song is
0: called. Oh, the song, band is called Hockey Dad. Yeah, the And they're an Australian band. The song is
1: called I Missed Out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're on tour
0: this spring. Who knew there were hockey dads in Australia?
1: Apparently there are.
0: Um, They're on tour this spring. Check them out. They just played Winnipeg. Apparently. Yeah. Well, rock on, Randy. Great show, Tommy. See you on the flip side. See you on the flippity flip. (laughs)